Well, it is with great pleasure that we have the filmmaker Sean Shaw revisiting Moving Radio for his film Cover Your Ears, which is playing at Northwest Fest on May 8th at 7 o'clock. Sean, how are you doing today? Doing very well, Mark. Thanks. Excellent. So, Sean, I think uh, one of the things uh, we should talk about is uh, the film and the inspiration about it. Or, you know what, even before you give me the inspiration about the film, why don't you give our millions of listeners kind of a brief synopsis about the film uh, and uh, where its point of views kind of come from? We tried to take a pretty balanced look at the history of music censorship and suppression. And so everything from the fear of jazz to present-day cancel culture sort of um, censorship and uh, everything in between. So Tipper Gore in the 80s, gangster rap, the hippie movement, Elvis's hips, and kind of everything in between. That's great. And you know what? Actually, one of the questions when I was preparing for this interview was I wanted to talk about how this film fits into 2023 uh, and the context it can, you know, uh, about, as you said, maybe cancel culture or what it means from a political perspective. Can you kind of give everybody kind of a bit of information where you think this film kind of fits in our political landscape? Yeah, I think it's really timely. There's um, there's a trial going on right now with uh, YSL Records and um, a couple, I think a dozen rappers from their label, but specifically Young Thug and Gunna. And uh, they were on trial and their lyrics were presented as evidence and that seems to be kind of what the next platform is for censorship and suppression is a legal route and so in some ways the internet has relaxed censorship in a lot of ways but then this day and age has also made the stakes a lot higher because there's a legal precedent being set I think this must be a moving radio first. I love how uh, Young Thug was just name-dropped in today's interview. Uh, once again, we're talking about uh, Cover Your Ears, uh, directed by Sean Shaw. Uh, it will be premiering, or not premiering, but it will be showing at Northwest Fest on May 8th at 7 o'clock. Um, Sean, the other question I had for you, too, is what does music mean in your life? Because this isn't the first film uh, that we've spoken about. Uh, we did uh, Open Your Mouth and Say Mr. Chai Pig. You know, where do you have an upbringing when it uh, comes to music? Or what does music mean to you? Or, or is it just more an instrument to tell uh, the narrative or themes that you want to look at in today's world? I think I appreciate music maybe more than I appreciate film. I've always been a really huge fan of music across all genres. I always like to keep my finger on the pulse of even music I didn't like, that sort of thing. So I think if I could have played an instrument, I probably would have went that route. But since I have no musical talent and uh, no rhythm, I uh, went with the film route. And uh, I guess my documentaries tend to lean towards pop culture and kind of music that's on the fringes. So this story was a great one to tell. That's cool. You know, one of the great things I enjoyed about the film was I saw some footage while well, I was watching it was about... Uh, Parliament Funk, were, were they a band that you kind of appreciated when you were growing up, or do you have a connection with them, or were they just kind of an example you wanted to use in the film? In the film, they were used as an example of kind of that uh, early 70s birth of where music started to go wild in many directions, like the birth of punk and the birth of funk and glam, that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I've always loved Parliament. Uh, 
since I was a kid. I always thought Boosie Collins was cool. And then I think as I got older, I appreciated them more musically. That's great. You know, one of the things I remember growing up was my first parental advisory cassette tape that I bought was Doggy Style in 1993. What I really appreciated actually when I was checking out your film on the website was uh, the, the poster itself. Was that designed by you or uh, who had their hands at kind of the artistic creation of Cover Your Ears, uh, the thumbnail for everybody to check out? It was myself and my co-producer, Kayvon, that kind of drew up the design for it. And then an Edmontonian, actually, graphic designer named uh, Dion Corson kind of pulled it off in the uh, manner that you see now. Once again, we are talking to Sean Shaw, who is presenting Cover Your Ears uh, at Northwest Fest on May 8th at 7 o'clock. I also know that you said uh, you will be having, if you're un- unable to make the screening, uh, you'll be having a showing at M- in Vancouver on May 20th. Uh, where's the venue uh, for Cover Your Ears on May 20th? The one in Vancouver on the 20th is the, it's called the Cinematheque. It's on Howe Street, and it's a Saturday matinee show, 1230. You know, looking through your filmography, or at least being a, having the privilege of seeing two of your films now, I'm always astounded by some of the archival footage that you're able to uh, bring up onto the big screen. Um, with this type of film, was it difficult to to gather that footage or what kind of resources did you have to do to be able to put the film together to, to kind of have that historical documentation? I edited the film myself and um, pulled a lot of those clips. Between me and um, my co-producer, Kayvon, we pulled all of those. There's just so much out there to go through. But with a film like this, there was a lot of kind of legal red tape that we had to go around with our B-roll. So there was a lot of switching clips out for other clips and uh, lots of checking with lawyers to make sure that we were able to use what we used. And obviously that was really important with this film to have pieces of music and the archival footage of incidents that we talked about. Yeah, it was a real fine balance between making sure we could legally put it in and, you know, stuff we had to leave on the cutting room floor, which was a ton of stuff. I bet it was. Is there kind of an evolution of where you want to go? You know, I recommend everybody to, to um, you know, check out your Instagram handle, Prairie Coast Films, just to kind of familiarize their, themselves with your work. Is there kind of like a trilogy? Is there a third film that you hope to kind of tackle in terms of a, kind of a musical uh, perspective? Or was this kind of um, kind of putting the nail in the coffin with kind of the topic of, of music and, and where you want to go next? Well, it's tough to say. I mean, there's so much material with music, and I love it so much that I'm sure I will do another music documentary in some way. And there's one that I'm kind of working on developing right now, but shouldn't say too much about it. It definitely will be something to do with pop culture or culture on the fringes, because I seem to kind of operate in that realm, and it seems to work. I enjoy doing it. You know, I've had the privilege of attending Northwest Fest and I've seen some great films over the years. What would you say to the uh, people that are listening right now that are some of the key points, you know, to pick out when they when they see the film? Like, um, kind of, you know, more so if you want to really check out this film, you know, you obviously get to see Parliament Funk. Is there any other people that you would like to kind of promote that are in the film or, you know, talk about uh, in general? We have lots of great names in the film, you know, members of Public Enemy, Twisted Sister, Judas Priest, Dead Kennedys, Plasmatics. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on. We had the privilege of speaking with a lot of 
great people who were relevant to the story. I would say an important thing to take away from the film is kind of what I took away from the production of the film, where I thought it was a bit of a black and white sort of case where you either for free speech or against it. And through making the film, I realized how complex of an issue it is and that everyone does kind of have their line for what they deem offensive. And whether or not that lines up with the legal definition of obscenity is neither here nor there. Even myself, and I'm a big proponent of free speech, even I have a line where I'm like, okay, that shouldn't be recorded. And uh, I found that interesting. I thought that was uh, something that I think everyone can take away from the film and look at their own record collection and go like, I wonder if I should be listening to that artist. You know, that's an excellent point. And, you know, usually I I find the best films as well, you know, leave open-ended questions for yourself, you know, that you need to answer them kind of within your own value system. Once again, we're talking with Sean Shaw. He's presenting Cover Your Ears on May 8th at Northwest Fest. Was there any direct inspiration? Were there any films, you know, that, I mean, we're all, I kind of, we just live in a culture of, you know, kind of revisionist history. Were there any films that uh, played a direct role when you made this film or drew inspiration from, or you're like, you know what, I I love that film from the 1960s. I'm going to pull that shot from there. You know, was there kind of, did you have a wheel well, I guess, that you were going back to on a consistent basis to kind of help develop this film? I love documentaries. I consume them like crazy. So I'm sure all those kind of seep into my filmmaking style, but I would say we kind of had a reverse inspiration with this film where there was lots of films that we could point to that we didn't want to make a film like that one. Something like censorship, it's pretty easy to, you know, interview people and make them look foolish if they disagree with the point you're trying to make in the film. So we tried to stay quite unbiased and tell an even-handed story as to why some things are censored and why some things should be or shouldn't be. Uh, once again, we're talking with Sean Shaw. Will you be uh, in um, presence of the film on May 8th doing a Q&A or will you um, just be able to, if people have any other questions or you know want to have any dialogue with you, they can do it over the University of Internet? Yeah, I'll be, uh, I'll be in town for the screen myself and my co-producer, Kevon Serrani. We'll be, uh, we fly out for the film and then I don't know if there's a Q&A I assume there will be yeah we'll be there for it it's a great hometown show for me so I'm excited about it I like to uh, end uh, you know all my interviews with asking the directors if there's any good television shows or any good films or documentaries that they've seen recently Uh, what was the last thing you watched uh, that kind of moved you and was like you know what this is something that I, I can really dig into tough question I'm consuming stuff all the time uh i'll say a documentary that really stuck out to me in the last year or so was the Sinead o'connor nothing compares documentary it's incredible uh i highly recommend that to anyone whether you're a fan of Sinead o'connor or not i actually i heard of that documentary i haven't had a chance to see it myself but certainly she's immortalized uh, in pop culture history uh from a certain incident that occurred in the 90s so uh, without a doubt, though, well, that sounds like something I need to check out. But what everybody should check out, though, is Sean's documentary, Cover Your Ears, which is playing on May 8th uh, at Northwest Fest at 7 o'clock. Sean, I really appreciate you uh, coming in today and uh, promoting the film and having taken a few minutes to talk about it. Oh, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me.